Yes, indeed. It is a Monday, the first show of the year. It's Monday, January 4th, and I love the ring to that as we're getting going again. We move from red to orange in the counties to be able to go back to 25% restaurant capacity, and we have a big show for you today. These are the chef instructors from Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. We're going to tell you about a cool new relationship that we have brewing up for the first of the year. Blake, Marcus, good to see you guys. Good to see you again. Are you ready to get down in this kitchen? Yeah. All right, we're locked and loaded. We've got some good stuff for you here today. Chef Chris Starkis from Boston Frost, he's going to join us. We're going to show you a really innovative way to defrost things in your kitchen and have it be some of the most sustainable, water-saving ways possible. Stick around for that. Also, Outfront Magazine here with us today. And Quincy, Quincy's here with us. Quincy Royson. Can't wait to catch up with Quincy because we are reaching out to the LGBTQ community and it is going to be a great partnership. Big uh, show in store for you today. Chris Fuselet is joining us from Blake Street Tavern. That's going to be next. But right now, hear from Jay Parker talk about Aspen Baking Company. That's right, Greg. Thank you. I am going to talk about Aspen Baking Company, and specifically, I'm talking today about sourdough, man. I am a sourdough guy, sourdough lover, and if you're like me, you love sourdough bread, too. AspenBaking.com, you guys, since 1994, they've been baking the freshest bread in the city. It's delicious. It's local. It's small business. Our buddy Jeff Nations does a great job over there, so if you're a chef that can't cook in your kitchen, you don't have the wherewithal to do bread, reach out to Aspen. AspenBaking.com. They'll get you all dialed in. They do everything you want. Bear claws, croissants, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, you name it. From sweet to savory, AspenBaking.com is your bread world. Yeah, now the bread world. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start this out right now as we welcome uh, Chris Fuselet from Blake Street Tavern. But here's the sound bite that uh, went around the world. I think it's a lot of willful ignorance in the restaurant industry. Well, that's an interesting thing, and that's your governor, Jared Polis, as you join us on a Monday. Uh, willful ignorance within the restaurant industry, a decimated industry, and i got to give credit to the governor. He showed up last Wednesday, and we had a very spirited conversation. And I don't know whether it moved the needle or not, but here we are. And Chris Fuselet, welcome back to the Modern Hey, Year Greg show. and Jay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I don't know if I'm overly optimistic. We've got a couple of smiles on our face. Mm-hmm. For you, I have to say, Blake Street Tavern, you yeah. rely on indoor dining, but it's an interesting thing. You don't just flip the switch to get it back. Oh, home. no, no, no. That was just uh, shocking at, to receive a Facebook announcement at 930 at night saying, you know, you can reopen indoor dining. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I, we, we were already, we were planning on temporary closing today because uh, our tent just, it wasn't reasonable to serve people in 30-degree weather in our tent. So we were planning on taking two or three weeks off anyways when indoor dining would come back. And then all of a sudden, we all had to scrap our vacation plan say, yeah. we're back to work on Monday. So it was quite a surprise. And... Um, you know, but but it was bittersweet, Greg, because yeah. earlier that morning, the, you know, the governor had issued his new vaccine distribution plan, and restaurant workers were left in phase two, mm-hmm. whereas uh, grocery workers yeah. were moved to phase one B. I'm sorry, and yeah, phase one B. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how are wor- grocery workers prioritized over us? We call that ass backwards. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I think we're almost more vulnerable because. Yeah. We're actually serving people that are sitting at a table without masks on. Well, and the restrictions would tell you that we're mandated, but that's the thought process is the restaurants, right, are 
uh, more vulnerable to uh, what's happening in the climate. And grocery workers are, because they're open, are less. So the thought process of going backwards with that was an interesting it, it, thing. It's very inconsistent. I think it's discriminatory, arbitrary. Um, you know, California, they spell it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it says that restaurant workers, grocery workers, teachers and first responders are, you know, going to get the vaccine at the same time. The CDC guidelines say that the elderly and uh, uh, medical workers, they need to be vaccinated first, and then restaurant workers, grocery workers, teachers are next. So it's inconsistent with the CDC. Mm -hmm. It's inconsistent with California. Uh, I'll have to check out other states. But the, the other thing, too, is that if you really want to help our industry, you want to get our people vaccinated as soon as possible mm -hmm. because people that are not comfortable going into a restaurant, they're going to feel more comfortable knowing that their server or bartender has been vaccinated. God bless the servers and bartenders. I mean, what other occupation do you ask for them to serve other folks that don't have a mask on? I mean, there's a couple I can think of, dentist office, you know, I look at that. But, I mean, the, the workers within the service industry are amazingly resilient. They've been pulled back and forth. They've been furloughed. They've been brought back to work, put on the bench, taken off the bench. We need to protect them as soon as possible. Uh, as soon as possible. I mean, besides the health reasons, economically. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have just been resilient. Fortunately for us today, we're going to be able to bring back 35 furloughed employees. I wanted to ask you. And that, that's a positive. Process? Okay. That is a positive. But, but let's not forget, no restaurant can survive on 25% capacity, whether you're small, medium, or large. So it's a bridge. It's a lifeline. But we have got to get to at least 50%. Mm -hmm. We need to get back to normal. And I understand it's going to take some time. But even at 50%, Greg, if you recall, 20% 20, 20 of us closed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's really not something to where, we, let's just go through it. What does it take to actually turn the switch back on as far as food ordering, liquor ordering, pay, uh, people getting back on payroll? Well, what, what, the, the, this was a real you? whammy. So, yeah. like, we do our scheduling on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. We didn't get this announcement until Wednesday night. We had told people that, hey, we're closing on Monday, and be prepared. We told our, all of our staff, we said, Take the next 10 days. We don't think we can get indoor dining back until January 15th. I mean, all the cases are going down, numbers are going down, hospitalizations, all of that. All of a sudden, we're scrambling the next morning going, oh, my God, we got to tell all these people that to go on vacation to come back to work. Mm -hmm. you got to do that. Like you said, liquor deliveries. We do our, we do our liquor ordering on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. we, do, we already did our food ordering on Wednesday mm -hmm. for the weekend. Um, so we're scrambling. And then you find out the next day that – even the local public health departments, they weren't even notified. I mean, Denver Department of Public Health, they knew at the same time we found out. So it's just not that easy to flip on the switch. So we spent the whole weekend, we've got 18,000 square feet. We had a lot of dusting to do. Mm -hmm. So we worked on dusting our place, restocking everything, cleaning everything, getting organized. I mean, it, Greg, it's been 45 days mm. since we've been in our dining. So it, on one sense, it is like riding a bike, mm -hmm. but in other sense, though, it's like, geez, you got to remember to do this and this, and you always forget something. So um, we're ready to rock and roll at 4 o'clock. Today. It, today. 4 o'clock today. We're ready to move. I mean, I mean, hey, we're a sports bar. You know, we we, we got to get people to, to watch those games on our 65 TVs. Mm -hmm. and, and you can really spread out safely. Blake Street, I mean, 25% capacity, we normally have a capacity of 900. So... It's, you know, we can get, you know, 200 in there, but it's, it's 
I wish we had more time. I wish we had more of a heads up. Our poll for today, and thank you for answering it, are you ready to dine indoors? It's a simple question. I would have to think as you're answering that, do you feel safe? Do you want to get back indoors? Are we ready to do that? Renownedly, uh, 87% of folks right now are ready to get back indoors. 13%? No, they're not. And you know what the beauty of that is? Don't go back into dine. You don't need to go indoors. And there's a lot of alternative outdoor dining still yeah. there as well. But safety. Should folks feel well, safe to come well, back uh, into And your I think so. And back to the 10 thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, four weeks ago, the Denver Department of Public Health sent an investigator out said they received an anonymous complaint saying that we were not in compliance. The investor came out and said, yeah, you are. You've got two entrances here, and you've got two side panel, panels open on the other side. Great. Two weeks later, another investigator come by and says, no, you're not in compliance. You have to have two completely open walls, side to side, top to bottom. I said, where does it say that? Because the guideline said that with two non-adjacent walls, they must be open enough, open enough to provide enough ventilation. Well, I went back to the DDPHE and said, hey, what are we doing here? I mean, what, that, that is too vague. They come back four days later and says, with the new definition saying, must be completely wide open, top to bottom, side to side. Well, there you go. You lose the, the beauty of heating coming in. Mm-hmm. It's worthless. We have a 40 by 90 tent. Mm-hmm. So we did it for a couple of weeks, and then we decided we can't do this anymore. Our diners are not going to sit in 30-degree weather mm-hmm. in a tent. So think about the dozens and dozens of tents in Denver. Mm-hmm. They're all in noncompliance. Most of them are. I mean, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens there. So we took down our tent today. So it's really a handoff. But it's too bad because we had a great setup mm-hmm. in the state. You know, now we're back to indoor dining. Outdoor dining doesn't work. And we won't bring our tent back until mid to late March. Now, Inside of Blake Street Travel, it's palatial. I mean, you yeah. have a lot of room to roam, and at yeah. 25%, it almost looks empty at 25%. But I have to believe that as the playoffs start to get going and, and basketball going in, people are going to really want to get back oh, indoors. I, I think How this do you weekend, manage that? The, the influx well, of this, well, we got to get our people back. So we're bringing back 35 people, but they all can't be here this week. Maybe they could be here. But this weekend, we're scrambling. I mean, we've got... NFL playoffs, three games on Saturday, Mm -hmm. three games on Sunday, the national championship game on next Monday. So we are, hey, you know what? We may be putting an ad out there saying, please come work for us. But but how do you train people in three days? It doesn't work. So we'll we'll make it through. And I think people will be understanding that we might be a little short-staffed, but – we're, we're ready for it, Greg, man. We've, we've, been, we've been in business going on 18 years. Yeah. A lot of shoestringing going on right now, and rightfully so. I mean, the goalposts are moving. I mean, we, we hear that term constantly moving. We don't know what's next. One of the worst things that can happen is to go backwards again. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about it. I monitor the numbers every day, and I think there's a slight surge after Christmas. But what I'm really worried about is New Year's Eve. You know, that was just last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard there's a lot of parties, a lot of private parties, mm-hmm. large parties underground. So they, this was a mistake. They should have left us open to regulate things on New Year's Eve, and they didn't. So if there may be a surge from New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I'm also worried about schools. Mm-hmm. They're reopening. A lot of them are reopening tomorrow. A lot of them next week. What would it mean to pull the plug on you again? Oh, it would be the worst tease ever. And here's the deal. Landlords are not as forgiving now. Maybe they were forgiving last summer. They're not forgiving now. So a lot of leases are being renegotiated, Mm -hmm. including mine. 
And, you know, if we get another surge and we go back to level red again, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, you know, we're hopeful that the federal mm-hmm. government will step in this time and, you know, and really get some relief because the PPP money is going to be very helpful, but it's not enough. We need direct relief. We need direct grants because, we, we, you know, back to the governor. He did a couple things for mm-hmm. us, you know, with the, with the sales tax, keep that, mm-hmm. a couple nice things. But it, 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 that was such a Band-Aid. It, it's not, a, you know, not really helpful in the long run. Good news is I believe the governor is, is really trying at this point in time. And listen, you, he's a business guy, and the attrition for businesses and restaurants, that, that, that's the heartbeat. I, I think it's that I agree with you. I think he is pivoting. I think that he's trying not to be like a Governor Newsom or Como that has completely obliterated the restaurant industries in those states. Um, think about all the sales tax that restaurants bring. Oh, my goodness. So with the state budgets and, and local municipalities, uh, you know, my, my wife is an urban planner for the city of Aurora. They desperately, they don't, ha- they don't get property taxes because it's Arapahoe County. They rely on sales tax money. Thank God they got In-N-Out Burger now, mm-hmm. but they need a lot more than In-N-Out. They need, that, they need restaurants to be open to provide that revenue to pay for the police, pay for firefighters, to pay f- you know, so they don't have furloughs. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the governor is learning that, hey, to, to, to create budgets, you got to have money. And we're the greatest sources to bring in more money. Chris Fusel at Blake Street Tavern, one more for you. Five-star program, it's seemingly the gateway to back to reopening right now. I don't know, but it looks like the pants were pulled down on oh the five-star program. Oh, boy, that's program. a tough one. Just give me a first. I know you could well, go on forever, but I, I, first I could go blush. on forever, but the, the, the short end of it is that Denver's behind the eight ball. Um, it's been very frustrating to see Summit County, Larimer County, Doug Coe, Arapahoe. I'm sure that Jefferson Broomfield are going to be approved today or tomorrow. We're behind the eight ball in Denver. The, the problem with Denver is there's so many more hurdles because you have 2,500 restaurants that could potentially apply for five star. So, and, and the Denver Department of Public Health does not have the manpower to do the certification. They have to hire a third party company to do that. Then you need volunteers to help them. So here's the issue, Greg, is that 2,500 restaurants, you can't certify them in a couple of days. It's probably going to take two to four weeks. Time is money. So for Blake Street Tavern, I, I'm praying we're at the top of the list. Well, what if I get down on the bottom of the list? What if it's going to take until February 1st when someone can come by and certify my business? So it's a real problem. It's a hurdle. We have to get to 50%, which is what Five Star offers you, is to get to, you know, we're, we're going to be at 25% now. you got to get to 50 for a fighting chance. You know, I really hope that, DDPHE in Denver reconsiders things. We ask them to self-certify. They don't want to do it. They don't trust us. It's, it's bad, but it's, time is money. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be several restaurants that may not get certified till the end of the month or the beginning of next month. And that's really hurtful. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair. And, and, you know, people have to start trusting restaurants rather than making us the scapegoat. So, you know, I'm nervous about Five Star for Denver. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, this is where I wish I was, had a location in Summit County. I or Larimer County. Or Douglas yeah. County. Or Arapahoe County. So it's a real problem for Denver restaurants. Chris Fusillet, final words. Let's just wrap this up. Well, you know, um, we, we have to put 2020 in the rearview mirror. That was a year that sucked like no other. 
when I switched from being an attorney to being a restaurant owner, I thought this is the safest business you can go into. Had no qualms about it at all. Now we learn that things can happen. Mm -hmm. So 2021, I'm very excited about, excited about reorganizing, excited about doing new things. You think you'll things. be a smarter, stronger operator Absolutely. at this point in time? Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. What's the number I'm gonna one be, thing that's You know, more than anything, I think I'm a better person. I think that uh, I'm more empathetic. I'm thinking about workers. I'm thinking about how hurtful it was to furlough people. Um, I miss all my customers. I welcome them back. But I think I'm going to be a better person, which will make me a better owner, to be more understanding, to think about what's really important about life. And um, I, 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 I think the future looks bright. I um, and I just, you know, like... I, we got to get the governor to change his mind about vaccinations. He's got to reconsider us. And the sooner we get vaccinated, then I'm, we're going to feel great. You know, there's a spider that's about to land on your head. <laughs> I got to worry about, <laughs> I got to worry about spider, but whoa, geez, I, wasn't, I wasn't kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? what? Is, is that an omen or well, something? Well, you like, know, that looks like a friendly one. That's not a black that's widow. That's not a black um, widow. I'm really, uh, I think I got to be more. You know what? Spider bites. That that that. Hey, I'll I'll take that over uh, COVID. Jay's know. gonna go grab that spider Thank and release you, Jay. it. Nice, thanks. Uh, Jay. But I, I'm really excited, and and then you know what? I think it's terrific that you and Jay have this podcast to discuss the plight of restaurants. And you know what? It's not a magic pill. It's not a, just a light switch. It's going to take us a long time to it recover. Is. And um, you know what? Just appreciate you discussing the plight of restaurants and uh, anything that I can do to help anybody else. It's just we got to get the word out. Yeah, it's our family. We're all family. And, and yeah. in Colorado and Front Range in particular. I never met you so pre-COVID. Yeah. And I, I love coming on the show. I appreciate that. And, and I tell you what, I'm going to do everything I can to grow your subscriber base. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, one last thing is people's habits are being reformed and reshaped right now with the climate of COVID. Getting downtown is a proposition itself. You're not doing lunch because of that. How are we going to be reforming people's habits to get back to the th places that they know and love? That, that's really a, a trouble for downtown Denver restaurants yeah. like myself. Uh, literally 10% of the workforce is back downtown. We got to get the workers back. Um, I, I, my, the tenant next to me, they normally have two to 300 workers in there every day. They're down to 20 to 30. So we got to get them back. I mean, downtown is tough. You know, we've been dealing with protesters and rioters and there's no arts. There's no culture. There's no sports. Um, you know, it, 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 it's tough. I mean, lunchtime is, is really a go. So that's, we, want, we, 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 we embrace the day when we can go back to having lunch. Right now we're open at 4 o'clock. You just, it, we would lose money mm -hmm. if we stayed open for lunch, weekday lunches. So people have to have the confidence back. We just got to work on getting everybody vaccinated and everybody comfortable. Like I you agree. said, you got the 13% of people are like, I'm not going back no matter what. We got to get everyone comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully by the summer, late summer, everyone's vaccinated mm -hmm. and they do feel comfortable coming back yes. so we can have a phenomenal fall and start to catch up. Because a lot of us have loaned, I mean, a lot of us haven't even paid ourselves this past year. A lot of us are, have loaned money to our businesses. We can't sustain that for two years. Mm -mm. We got to get this going now. So 
I'm just going to keep fighting every day and be the squeaky wheel. And, uh, you know, um, I know people probably think I'm just the whiniest guy out there. And I am. I have to be. I had to fight for Struggle's Blake Street. Real, man. I got to fight for Denver restaurants, Colorado restaurants, hell, nationally. And thank God here in Colorado, our cases are going down mm -hmm. so that, you know, I think we can convince people to change their minds about restrictions. It's too bad what's going on in the rest of the country, but we got to fight for what's going on here in Colorado. I say safer at restaurants uh, rather than relegating people to darkness of, of basements and and places that are underground. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? If you're not comfortable going to a restaurant, then do takeout and delivery. If you're still not comfortable, purchase a gift card. Every restaurant sells them. So there's, there's all kinds of ways to support us, and we really need your help. Well, I'm ready for the playoffs. I'll be in to support hey, you. Hey, man, Listen, you know. Who's your team, Greg? Who's my team? It's the Broncos. All right, well. But who's my <laughs> team going into the playoffs? I'll go, I'll go with Green Bay. You know, I like Hey, Green you know Bay. what? You can never go wrong with Aaron Rodgers and the pack. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, go Denver. Go Colorado. Go Chris Fusilet. Thank um, you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate there, it. There it is. Chris Fusilet, Blake Street Tavern. Okay, we have an exciting partnership that we want to share with you. We're coming up into the kitchen next. You're really going to enjoy this. Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. How do we get people back in the kitchen to work? I've been telling you time and time again, restaurant operators, restaurant and bar owners, they're, they're lean and mean. They know how to rebuild their business and what it's going to be precise who they add and when they add them back to their team. You can't be on the bench and be rusty. You got to get ready and you got to be ready to go for when that phone rings. And when that phone rings, you got to hit the ground running. And that's exactly what we're going to do for you going into 2021. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be educational. And most importantly, it's going to be community. And we want you with us. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. You'll hear from some great local sponsors. But when we return from Studio Kitchen Colorado, we're going to be in the kitchen, and it's going to be a good one. Marcus is standing by. Chef will be over there in a minute. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey, <laughs> what's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, four by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the modern eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Watching the modern eater, and now back to the. Sh
All right, back to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We're going to jump into the kitchen here, and I really look forward to this as we get going into the new year. It's a Monday. It's the 4th of January. And I have to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Who's Jeff Rourke? He's a family man. He's an owner-operator. He's an entrepreneur, but better yet, he makes sure you're tasting delicious craft beer the way the brewer intended it to taste. He puts in faucets into your restaurants and bars. It seems like it's not a big deal, but it is when it is. And if you are pouring in a fish and beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. That foam is tacky. Foam is money. You can get a hold of Jeff Rourke, and he will make the adjustments to your glycol system. He'll even analyze. If you need wine, water, nitro, coffee, he's got you covered. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is you need to give him a call in order for this to happen. So whether it's an install or whether it's maintenance, Jeff Rourke's got you covered. 720-272-3809. One more time. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Let me introduce you to this gentleman. His name's Dave Box from Box and Associates Marketing. How are you? How are you? Put that microphone right up to you. How are you? It's a new year. Is that better? Yeah, it's a new year. What did Patty LaBelle say? We made it through. It's a new attitude. That's what we have right here. All right, let's set this up. Emily Griffith, Culinary Quick Start. We've got guys in the kitchen here, and Rebecca's joined us. This is going to be perfect. Okay, these gentlemen, make the introductions here for us, if you would. Well, we started off with Chef Blake. Um, Chef Blake is uh, Chef Extraordinary from Emily Griffith. Been working with us for four years now, I think, Blake. Yeah. Put that mic right up to you. There you go. About three and a half years. We, we've had the pleasure of putting 500 people to work in the industry. Oh, my goodness. And so we want to put another 500 to work in the industry this year. And, and guess what? And here we are. We're teaming up. Yeah, thank you, Greg. This it's is going to be, be good amazing. times. Uh, I can't thank you enough also. This is going to be amazing. So what does that mean, this partnership between the Modern Eater and Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start? We are going to be housing the the courses here at Studio Kitchen Monday through Thursday, and it'll be streaming online. But this isn't just going to be coming out and on an island and just simple stuff. We're going to have you guys come in. We have a lot of industry people watching. Chef instructors are going to come help out. If you have skills, you want to come and join us with that. Collaboration, community, and sharpening skills is what it's all about. So if you're new to the industry and this is of interest to you, or if you've been on the bench for a while and you just want to get back in and get a feel and have the community, it's an easy thing. There's more information, themoderneater.com. What you'll see on the top navigation bar is you'll see Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. That's all the information that you'll need to be able to sign up. The registration for more information, it'll go to us. I'll contact you. We'll try and figure out if this is something that's good for you. But I think it's good for a lot of people. Talk about the people that would get into this program. We've got to get people to forget about 2020 and get into 2021 with a new spirit. A new emphasis on work doesn't have to be work. Work has got to be a passion. It has to be a passion for you. And these people are going to show you how to do that. And it's not going to cost you anything. That's right. Nothing. It's going to cost you nothing but time. Wait, what? Free 99? Is that what you nothing, said? Greg, nothing, Greg. Nothing. Zero. Free 99. Time. 15 nights. All right. So we're in the kitchen right now. Marcus, what do you want to put together? Um, let's see. I think we're going to show you guys how to just play, uh, break down a snapper here. Uh, if you guys want to do that. Breaking down the snapper. Let's yeah. do it. Where do you want to begin? Um, let's start with just how we should be selecting our fish uh, when we're 
uh, buying it at the store. Uh, we have a snapper here. Uh, not all fish sold as snapper as snapper. What you're really looking for um, is a red eye. Um, while we're on the topic of the eyes here, what we're looking for for uh, quality is they should be very clear. They shouldn't be sunken in or cloudy looking. Um, you also want to take a look at the gills, which we had removed. Um, when we're looking at the gills, we want to have a nice, fresh, red... Um, it should look bloody. Uh, it shouldn't look dull and gray. Um, so you want it to be very vibrant and bright. Um, additionally, we're also looking for... Or not looking for, but we're being... Uh, uh, I guess careful that it's it's treated nicely. Um, you you want to kind of feel it and make sure that there's no like bruises or dents in the flesh itself. Um, it should be stored on ice um, if at all possible. Um, and you're also you also want to make sure that it doesn't smell. Um, it should smell like the ocean. It shouldn't smell like a very off um, fishy um, aroma. So it should just smell just very clean. Okay. Um, this now is your partners with Seattle Fish Company really help ensure that a great local uh, vendor for fish and and Seattle Fish Company. Yeah, uh, I use support. Seattle a lot, and they uh, always make sure that we get the you know the best um, that they have in stock. Um, let's break this baby down, Marcus. Let's do this. This um, is going to be good. So I like to just glove up. Uh, whenever we're handling protein, it's just a good idea to um, wear gloves just because you have a lot of enzymes and oils on your hands that um, are going to degrade the quality of the fish. So if you can, um, use gloves. Um, and then we're just going to transfer this over here. We want to keep this tray here just so we can uh, keep our, all of our parts together. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to remove the head. Um, this is a pectoral fin right here. Uh, we're going to slip our knife from behind the pectoral fin here, and then we're going to come up to the top of the head. And we're going to repeat this uh, on each side. So I'm going to slip my knife right under here, and then we're going to cut straight down towards the top of the head. And then we're going to make the same cut from here to the top of the head. Okay. And then from here, what I like to do is just snap the, snap the neck here. Nice sharp knives always help, right? Yep. And then we're going to just remove the head. Um, save the head for uh, stocks or like a fume. Uh, you can split it down the middle here. Um, you can even split it down the middle kind of butterfly it and then grill it if you'd like. Uh, but we are going to be kind of after these fillets here. So uh, what we want to do is make sure that they've scaled it. Um, there's usually a, always a couple towards the top here. but And just run to the back of your knife along that. So we want to make an incision from here, the top to the head. Um, all the way back here to the tail. Um, these, this fin here, the dorsal fin, um, is going to kind of tell you where that vertebra is, the, uh, the backbone. So we're going to run our knife on the top side and on the bottom side um, of the backbone, and then we're going to just take the fillets off. Uh, we're going to make another cut here from the belly, um, from the anal fin, back here to the tail, 
uh, and then we're just going to slide this fillet off. All right, so flat on the board here. Um, I like to put a little bit of pressure on top of the fish just to keep the flesh nice and firm. But what we're going to do is just run our knife all the way down inside the fish. Okay. And then we're going to stay tight to that spine there uh, because we want to yield as much of the flesh as we can. Okay. Minimal waste. Minimal waste. More food for your table. Exactly. So I'm going to make a cut on this side here. And I try and wipe my blade off. Keep it nice and clean. I find fish to be one of the more difficult proteins to break down. Would you agree with that? or? Um, it kind of depends on uh, what fish it is. There are definitely some fish that are much harder to break down than others, but uh, with a lot of practice. You make um, it look so easy, Marcus. Again, this is Marcus from Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. He's one of the chef instructors along with Blake. And more information, themoderneater.com. It's front and center, Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start tab. It'll have information on if you would like to know how you can get into the next course. But the 11th, it's coming soon, next Monday, Dave. Next Monday, and you can still sign up right now. And I encourage you to do Call it. Call Greg. It's a gimme. Get it. It's a gimme. Yeah. And also, um, the uh, safe, or surf, surf safe. Surf safe. Serve safe. Words of my life. Uh, talk a little bit about what that means. Well, uh, Blake and Marcus go through that also during the course. It's part of the curriculum. It is an intense curriculum. Obviously, safety is, is top of mind right now and needs to be part of it. But you'll come out in 15 classes with, uh, again, um, taking an online ServeSafe certification test. And you'll be good to go at any restaurant in Colorado and any restaurant pretty much almost throughout the U.S. Um, you'll come out with a certification that tells you from Emily Griffith that you are a, qualified to be a line or a prep cook. And you can use that to go to work for you at our career hiring fair which, again, uh, um, will get you on the track to working at something that you love and get paid for is the best, and that's what we all need to shoot for. We're here to help you. That's our passion. That's what we're about. At the end of the day, it's all about jobs, and as we build this community of folks and we get people sharpened up or just inter that have been interested in culinary itself, we've already got interest with uh, folks like Chef Troy Gard, who has a lot of yep. great Colorado restaurants. Great. Yep. Uh, Troy will be joining us for the career fair, and uh, Chef will be looking at candidates like you. Uh, and so that's a great wow. way to All get right. your foot in the door in some of the great restaurants here. And as we have that build, we also have a link on the website. If you're an employer and you're looking for kitchen help, please join us in that career fair because we would love to have you involved as well. And believe it or not, that costs you nothing also as an employer. So as this demand heats up, as you just heard uh, from Blake Street Tavern, it's going to continue to, to build, and the restaurants are going to be stronger and stronger, and we need good people to keep up with that demand that we know is there and know is coming shortly. Um, you have to uh, take advantage of this opportunity. If you have a passion for cooking, whether you're experienced or not, we can make it happen for you. And uh, you are going to love it and enjoy what these chefs have to offer. 
a fun, exciting time as the modern eater. We open up our kitchen Monday through Thursday um, to have the, and, and again, these are private. So uh, you will be in a private call with these chef instructors. instructors. It is interactive. There are Q&As. You will have a lot of demonstration type of stuff. But as we build this community and the networking, I think it's going to be well worth your time on an evening basis. And we'll talk more with Blake on how that looks. But back to the kitchen with Marcus. Where are we at with that, Marcus? I see you got a couple scales in your hair. Things yeah, are, right? Things are working out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've just removed the uh, fillets here. Um, these are ready to portion and then um, cook up. Uh, what I would also recommend doing is if we're um, going to saute these is just once we've portioned it, uh, we can also score the skin a little bit. Just very lightly, we can run our knife along the skin here. And just make some very, very light incisions. And what I like to do as well is I like to kind of take my knife and get all that moisture from underneath the skin as well. So this is ready to cook off. Um, all we need to do is season and uh, fry it up. Absolutely. You guys, uh, industry show, The Modern Eater, there's a lot of talented people out there. If you have a skill or you would like to get involved in the curriculum with uh, Chef Blake, and, and we, we offer and, and welcome you to reach out to us because we're going to want to bring people together in this kitchen. Chef Blake, bring that microphone right up to you. Introduce this, uh, this young lady right here. Rebecca joins us right now, and Rebecca is, is a student in the kitchen. Yeah, Jessica was one of our students from last I'm sorry, <laughs> Jessica. I get it close. All right, go ahead. Yeah, did a fantastic job. Submitted tons of photos of food that was cooked at home that was along the guidelines of kind of like the lessons that we taught uh, during the week. Just all-around great student, very attentive, and we offered to have you come along and cook along with us today. Yeah. What's your interest in culinary? Um, I think culinary is really cool because you get to learn about how cooking works and about the science of cooking. And anytime you cook, whether it's just some small thing that takes 10 minutes or something that takes about two or three hours, you're going to learn a lot in the process. So I really like to learn and cooking is where it's at in that regard. Are you looking to get into a kitchen and, and make a career of it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. What, where's your interest? Uh, what type of kitchen? Um, um, a local restaurant. Local hotel. restaurants do seem pretty slick. Um, just anything really where I can um, put my skills to work and show that I'm a really good team player and um, good chef. So, ready for the kitchen? I mean, I think so. Absolutely. You're the instructor. That's what it's all about, uh, building the community. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> See, confidence will take you a very long yeah, way. Boom, knife drop. <laughs> Uh, that, that's very cool. And we're going to continue here into the kitchen. In the next segment, Blake, talk about what we're going to look at here. So I think what we're doing right now is we're setting up for, some, uh, for a couple of different stir-fry dishes that we're going to do for you guys today. Um, we have another one of our students from last month, Aaron, who's with us today. What's and, happening, uh, Aaron? Aaron, Jessica, and I are going to go over here, and we're going to break down these chickens, and we're going to utilize every single part of these chickens just the same as um, you would inside of a restaurant. Because... We, don't, we try to teach total utilization, um, almost try to have as, as little waste as possible, which is a great way to, to run any business, I think. How was your time with the course? It was great. I learned a lot. I uh, learned a lot. I learned that I have a lot to learn. <laughs> uh, I've been cooking at home for a long time, but um, Chef Marcus and Chef Blake 
they they taught a lot and were very open to questions and interactive and it was a good time i learned a lot i'm very thankful for this program do you have a job now not currently um i was considering going into the three-month baking program in the spring when things kind of settle down hopefully and um but that's still up in the air so i'm 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 looking for my path so. are you open to get back into get into a kitchen yeah yeah um i worked in manufacturing for 20 plus years so this is a new step for me my last restaurant job was flipping burgers at mcdonald's a long time ago yeah so, so this is a great program and i'm really happy to be a part of it well welcome to the community uh, thank you that's what it's all about thank you networking community sharpening your skills getting better and learning as much as you possibly yeah. can look forward to that um, cool let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk more about this but again emily griffith culinary quick start i'm telling you people uh the pool the, you've jumped out of the pool it's been empty you've been sitting on the sideline now it's time to get back in the pool i'm not saying that you need to learn how to swim i'm just saying that it might be your best interest to try and figure out how to get those skills so that you can be the best that you can be. We're going to offer that for you. So we'll break away from Studio Kitchen Colorado. We'll come back. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Chris Starkis is here with us as well. Boss Defrost, what is that? We're going to show you here and demonstrate it in Kitchen. Also, a great new partner. Partnerships. Where's your microphone? Let me have that. Dave, partnerships mean a lot, right? Partnerships are everything. Um, people that, that join our cause are joining the cause of putting people into a career, not just a job. They're, they're dedicated to bringing out the best in people. And again, as I said earlier, it's not, about, it's not about work. It's about practicing a passion eight to 12 hours a day and loving what you do every single day. But then you get to see the smiles behind these masks. If you could see them, they are like this. The smiles are amazing and that's our job. Put smiles, not tears, right? Yeah. It's, he's so passionate about this. I love it. And getting people to work and bringing them into this community. You know, it's no longer uh, a white, male-dominated industry where you've got the, the huge top hat and, and the, the buttoned-up coat. There's a, a lot of different walks of life in the kitchen right now. Um, I love to see it. Uh, people of color, people of different ethnicities. Um, people of just all walks of life. But one of the partnerships that we have that we're going to focus here today is with Outfront Magazine. Could you please talk right. about that? Yeah, the Outfront uh, Magazine folks I approached, and, and I know that, that they are about community, and this is about community. And this is about taking the community to another level, letting the community feel how good they can be, putting them in a position to feel really good about everyday life, not just after work, but feel good about work while you're there. And we can help you do that. I think we, we learn a lot out. from that community as well. Absolutely. Talk about tight-knit and talk about people that are together. Absolutely. Can't wait to catch up with Quincy from Outfront Magazine. He's going to come in. We're going to talk culinary yeah. too. But beyond that, you've got great partnerships with the Hispanic yep. community, the black community. And, um, the Asian community also is yeah. coming aboard. So we're kind of wrapping our arms around the entire community, one community at a time getting involved, showing them the opportunity, the opportunity to make this a great year, the opportunity to make what you can of yourself and do something you love. You should sign up. we got a new class starting on Monday. You can be with these folks and start learning right away. 
the students that are here. Jessica, I'll never forget your name again. I promise you. <laughs> Our, what's your name? No. <laughs> I, I, um, I joke. Okay, we'll come back. Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We've got a lot more ground to cover. Uh, stick around. We, we thank you for joining us on this first show of the new year. I don't know about you, but I'm very optimistic about moving forward and getting people back to work. If you have a passion for culinary, go to themoderneater.com. Click on the Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start, and we'll get you going. The sign-up next week, as early as next week, you can join us online for this course. It's a gimme. It's free to you, and it's really going to be worth your while. Join us, would you? Be back in a flash. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. You want a Bloody Mary? You want a cheeseburger? You want a breakfast burrito? Greek salad? Bacon gyro meat? Chicken souvlaki? Barbecue ranch salad? We got you covered. Come down and see us. One more time. Try it again. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over here at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. Now get your ass to themoderneater.com. Thank you so much. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time and you're watching The Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms, and I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching The Modern Eater Show. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful. Also that you can get back 
to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trouble with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Studio Kitchen Colorado. It's a complete pleasure to introduce this partnership with Emily Griffith Culinary. Quick start as we're trying to get folks back to work and sharpen their skills and even bring new folks into the industry. So. Uh, we thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, just to give you a little recap of what we're doing, chef instructors will join us here at Studio Kitchen Colorado in the evenings, Monday through Thursday. And it's going to be a cool time because it's three weeks, just three weeks of your life to be ready to go. Um, you'll have the Serve Safe certificate as well. But 15 classes, uh, virtual hiring fair, uh, employers jump on board. You need great qualified people in your kitchen. We would like to give them to you. Let's work together. If you have uh, any desire at all, please go to themoderneater.com. Click on the Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start tab. And at the bottom there, it says employers, which is you. If you would like to have more information on the career fair, which we'd love for you to join us. It's a Zoom call. You will talk to other students. They will uh, be there, and, and they want jobs. They want to get to work, and we want to provide them for you. So please, employers, jump in. Chef Troy Gard, he's jumped into the pool. He would love to have qualified individuals into his great kitchens, but it's going to go from casinos. It's going to go to hotels. It's going to go to local mom-and-pop restaurants. It's going to go to chains. We are going to give some of the best educationally-based, informative community programming through these courses, and it'll be Monday through Thursday. Students like this excited to be here. Uh, but here we are in the kitchen, the Studio Kitchen Colorado. So it'll look a little bit like this as you join us. I need to welcome back to the show and this is the man that makes it all happen. We actually, side note, we live in the same building together. Crazy, right? He hasn't even, <laughs> he hasn't even given me any leftovers of anything. Not many leftovers. Chef Blake Stein, good to see you, my friend. Here we are in the kitchen. This is your, this is your new home right here. It's fantastic. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, starting the new year. We're going to break down some chickens. I'm going to just say, take it away, Chef. Cool. All right, guys. So just kind of how we taught you guys in class, same way. This is the way that I break down chickens, but... Um, I like to start breast facing downwards, right? You see me over there, Aaron? And we're going to start right where the shoulder would be. Make a little incision. When you open it up there, you can see that little ball joint, remember? And that's going to be our guide for where we want to slice through it. And it should come right off, just like that. Yeah, that's a sharp knife from Element Knife Company. You be careful there. Yeah, there you go. That'll work. 
Then get that little connector. And then we're going to flip it over. How you doing over there, Aaron? Doing good. I'm going to make another incision and then open it up. And then you can see right where that little shoulder is, right? Oh, you already got it off. Very nice. <laughs> Jessica's flying over here. Cool. We'll flip that guy over. And then what I want to do is we're going to separate these little drumettes and these flats and these wing tips too, because we're going to use these all for different things. How you doing over there? So make a little slice right there and then we're going to break it. There you go. And you can see basically what we're doing is we're just getting in between those joints right there. And if we get our knife right in between them, it should slice really clean. Yeah, just go right through it. Then you get your little drumette. Perfect. And then we're going to keep these all nice and clean and organized inside of our pan over here. And then do the same to the other one. Break it. Use your knife. Slide right through there. Since we're getting ready for these playoffs, man, got to have wings, right? I love chicken wings. Dude. Oh, my goodness. And I don't need playoffs or anything. <laughs> <laughs> my playoffs are every night. So we're going to take these little wing tips and we're going to clip these guys off too because I want to roast these and I'm going to stick them in our stock later. So do the same as we did before. Just slice right through there. And then you should find that little flat. I don't know. These are my favorite. I like these way better than drums. I do too. Just I'm, I, I'm I don't with know. You I like that. just breaking that sucker open. Yeah. You get all that meat out of there. Delicious. And, it, and, it, and if the connective tissues are cooked down perfectly, you should be able to just take that and whoop. Perfect, right? Yeah. It's good eating. Cool. Wing tips. We'll keep these right over here because we're going to roast those. But then we're going to fry these babies up. And then we come back to our big old chicken. These are the biggest chickens ever, right? These things are huge. So here comes my favorite part, when you pop it up and dislocate those hips. So what you can do is stick your fingers right back here where this poor chicken's his little butt cheeks would be and then just kind of lift upwards and you'll feel them pop out as you do that. And this does a couple of things for you. It's gonna let this lay flat so you have a more stable surface to work with. So try, One of your hips is still that located. <laughs> It's okay. You got it. Chef, come on over here. And How are we doing over here? All right. So what we want to do right now is we're going to separate this little drumette and then on the wing tip right down there too. So <clears throat> make a little incision and then you can snap it with your hands to find out where, that, where, those, two, uh, where those two join together. And that's where you want to run your knife. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> Show him how. So flip it over. So we're going to make a slice right there and get through that skin. And you can see, see where those two, like where that just kind of connects right there? Sure. Just like a joint. So we're going to use our knife and run it right in between there. And there's your drumette. Then we can do the same to the other. Keep our keep all of our little chicken parts organized there. And really, something like this repetition is what you, that's your friend, isn't uh, it? Chef? Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> it worked out just fine though. That's cool. These are, the, these are the tiny parts. So now we're gonna get into the bigger parts, which should be a lot easier to break apart. Um, so once you lift upwards, right? Yeah. And feel it snap out, looks like they're good and dislocated. Okay. Now what we're gonna do is, you see how this kind of comes into a Y right here. <clears throat> what we're gonna do is, we're gonna run our knife alongside that rib cage and we're gonna separate that, that big lobe of meat right there. But we're also gonna be very mindful of these collar bones or these push bones because those things, they tend to get slammed around a lot from when we get them in cases, right? And I don't know, they're just not really put in there with a lot of care, so. Thank you, sir. So we're gonna check this out. Now, coming straight down, you're gonna see this keel bone inside of here. And the reason I call that the keel bone is because like, think of the keel of a ship, right? Just upside down. And you can feel around in there for that little wishbone and use your thumb. And what we're gonna do is make strokes using slices, downward slices, with your very sharp knife there. And you should see that meat just peel straight away. You getting that in, Jessica? Yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah, good job. And so what we can do now is we'll flip it around and do the exact same thing just on the other side. Our, our students have learned that both Chef Marcus and myself are left-handed. So when we teach, it's kind of upside down and from a funny <laughs> angle anyway. <laughs> And again, just like the fish, you want to obviously have as much of the protein That's right. as possible, but not all is lost because I like to make a stock. I'm sure you do too, Chef. Yes, absolutely. I don't remember the last time I bought anything other than whole chicken, right? Uh -huh. Just because it comes with so much cool stuff, right? We can use it for tons of different things. Cool. And How it's less expensive. That's right. <laughs> That's why I do it. But Save a buck and gain more, right? Yeah. Put a little work in there. I bake the whole chicken and then break it down. So there's a few ways yeah, to, to do this. Absolutely. And then even if you roast the chicken that's whole, you can still utilize those bones for stock later. Um, just depends on what you want to do with it. So absolutely. now what we're going to do is we're going to take these these thighs and these drums and we're going to dislo or we're going to separate those from the carcass. I like to take my knife and roll it up, and then you can see. If you make an incision along the spine down there, um, this should pop right out of that, that little cavity where it hangs onto inside the spine. And that's gonna be our guide that tells us where we should put our knife and we can make our cuts. Just kinda roll that up in there. Don't forget the oyster. So Chef Blake, you've been doing culinary quick start for quite some time, but Chef Instructor. Yes, sir. Uh, what are some of the things that stands out in your mind that you're looking forward to sharing with uh, other folks is that next week, it's next Monday, uh, where we'll begin? Kind of just give an overview. Oh man, um, I, I love how this course builds on itself. It starts out very heavy inside of the knife skills, but then we kind of ramp it up and we start using a little, a little bit more technical recipes and things that build on each other every single class. So the students will kind of get to see the things that we teach them in motion and they'll understand why we use 
say, a roasted chicken bones for a stock that'll turn into a soup and just kind of things of that nature. You're old enough for this reference. It's like the Karate Kid thing. Mr. Miyagi, you don't know why you're in the backyard washing cars, but all of a sudden it all makes sense and it comes together when you're in the kitchen. (laughs) Wax on, right? Wax on, wax off. Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to bring Quincy into this conversation. Quincy and Dave, could you come back up here and we'll hand you a microphone. It's all about relationship bases. And, and Quincy from Outfront Magazine, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. It's so good to have you here. Bring, when you talk, bring that up so we can yeah. hear you nice and clear. Thank you so much. I'm Goodness. so happy to be here. Well, happy to have you too as we're sitting here in the kitchen. And this is a great thing. And we're all very excited right? for 2021. Uh, but please, for those folks that don't know, could you spend a minute to talk about Outfront Magazine? Yeah. Um, Outfront is Colorado's LGBTQ publication. We've been around for uh, 45 years this year, which is exciting. 45 uh, years. 45 fantastic. years. Oh, my gosh. And what a year 2020 has been. Um, Towards the end of it, we actually uh, made some big choices. We're, gonna be, we're doing a little bit of a rebranding. We're still up front, obviously, but uh, we got that kind of reconfigured. And we have two wonderful individuals who are our co-publishers now. They were previously our uh, editor and our uh, director of ops. Now, our, our ed- now they're both co-publishers. But yeah, we've been around for, uh, gosh, like I said, 45 years, uh, we have been connecting businesses and organizations to the LGBTQ community since 1976. I love it. You know what really strikes me with it in the similar, uh, and follow me here, what's similar to that organization and the Modern Eater is what we like to do is cultivate the community, but yeah. keep people connected. And connecting the community yeah. and having a place to sound off, to talk, to collaborate, those types of things you've done so well for so many years. Oh, we've, we've really tr- tried to do our best. Yeah. Um, and one thing we actually had to do even during 2020 is we made up an organi- a small group on Facebook. It is called The Outsiders. And it's just a networking place, so like people who are looking for work or people who are uh, wanting to offer positions. Like it's a great way to kind of network with individuals mm-hmm. during a very stressful time. And like you guys, uh, we have, I made a QR code to help direct people to the site to sign up for classes. Cool. Because I think this is really great. The LGBTQ community has made real strides in getting recognized in the culinary industry. And what you got, what um, uh, Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start is doing is that very thing, is they're mm-hmm. reaching out to the community, they're trying to help the community, support the community, and I think that's awesome. And as new ideas and people are really examining their lives yeah. right now, like, hey, do, do, do I like what I'm even doing or do I want to step into another area? One yeah. thing that we do know that's in common, people love to cook. Oh, my gosh. And to make a career of it is yeah, not right? such a bad idea. Not at all. So to be able to offer that and, and to show, and, and we can't thank you enough, to come in and connect communities oh. together. I think it'll be a pretty powerful I, thing. I think it'll be great. And I, I've even reached out on like my own personal Facebook. I want people to know about this because I think this is really great. It's a great way to get involved into an industry that you might not have thought you could, and the classes are there. They just have to, you just have to sign up. And as we see more diversity in a kitchen, yeah. right? It's, it's kind of a cool, but awareness, awareness that Very you much. have all types of people coming into your kitchen. So much. And you need to be able to be ready to communicate and to have things in common. Your community right now, as we join forces, what are the things that you see within the culinary community that would be, um, aside of just food and beverage, brings people together to talk and to eat? But is there a need at this point in time? 
I think there's definitely a need. One thing I kept seeing was how many people were still looking for work mm -hmm. and how a lot of the LGBTQ community on like our outsider group were saying, hey, my restaurant got closed down or hey, uh, I, my hours were cut. And it, I, I, keep, like, I kept trying to post positions. If I knew someone was hiring, mm -hmm. I tried posting because I, I felt bad that not everyone was able to work from home. And this class kind of helps change that. And I think that's wonderful because uh, all I ever see also some, my friends, like they're always cooking. The one, th one thing that 2020 helped provide was the need to show off your cooking talents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I kept seeing my friends that were posting, oh, look at this meal, look at this meal. And I'm like, okay, do something with that. <laughs> I, I could agree more. And, and there's a lot of talented people yeah. out there. there. There truly are. And if we can offer them a spot to feel safe, a sanctuary. Definitely. Of Safety in the kitchen is a, is a big thing because let's face it, a lot of things get said in the kitchen, a lot, yeah. but awareness and safety and, be, and being cognizant accepting. of others, right? You know, Absolutely. the more accepting people can be and just diversity in and around the kitchen makes the restaurant experience just that much better. Uh, we currently have yeah, long-lasting well. relationships with like uh, Hapa Sushi, uh, we, we, um, Monomaki, we've worked with uh, Steubens, Aces. We, we just, we love finding people who are proud to be represented in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And when we find out you have our back, we're so proud to have yours. Some of the best people in the world, truly. Um, joining these forces, being aware, and it's not putting ourselves on an island where it's like, okay, just culinary It's like everybody. Let's go into the Hispanic community, the black community. Yeah. It, bringing everybody together because you know what? When you're sitting at the dinner table, that's what your family looks right. like. Food, food brings people together <laughs> in, in, in ways that words sometimes cannot. Yeah. And it kind of it, it lends a bridge. Yeah, and definitely. And it brings conversation. And we're looking forward to opening up that dialogue, being Very much more so. sensitive to others' needs, and making a ki kitchen the way that it should be, all-inclusive. Definitely. I love that. Um, so as we move forward into 2021, we have these new relationships. You'll be in the kitchen more. Where's your, where do you like to go eat? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, such, a, I'm such a dork. I love like little diners. Uh, uh -huh. Like um, I think Sam's... Uh, Sam's number three. Sam's number three is one of my favorite places. Uh, Which they, one? Downtown Glendale Aurora. Ooh. Uh, downtown. Downtown. I, I just I love the selection of food, and I love the diner feel. I and even too. Steuben's. I love going to Steuben's. They, I always uh, pick, like, <laughs> I pick the same yeah. thing every time because they do it so well. So I just, it, I, when you have that restaurant or like that type of restaurant, mm -hmm. it's, it just makes it even that much better. And if the service is great, yeah. awesome. And then just adjacent to that at, at Ace Eat and Serve, Chef Danny there, um, it, he's within the community as well. He, and those are the types of people you, uh, in the community that when you feel safe to talk about who you are, what you yeah. represent, that we need more of that. And if we can cultivate that, I think that that's a win all Very the way around. Very much so. Man, good to meet you, Quincy. Very nice to meet you. That's Quincy right there. So Quincy and Quincy Roysom, you guys welcome. I know that we're on your Facebook page as well, and thank you. Yep. So the Modern Eater Show, uh, really, reach out to us if you have any interest at all. You have, talk about how you can get in contact uh, through you for interest in being in this culinary quick yeah. start program. Um, well, out front, we have uh, the live stream cross over to our Facebook as well. And so it's on our Facebook. I have a link on my Facebook that will take you there. If you reach out to Outfront, if you're interested in uh, possibly getting connected with Emily Griffith or uh, the, the Modern Eater, uh, Eat 
eater. Yep. Um, then, like, you can either get connected through out front on our Facebook, uh, or even you can give me a shout out if you prefer. We have an issue coming out. It's the first issue of our, our main issue in January. And I put a QR code on that ad, and then I'll take you directly to the classes. And I, I suggest highly you really need to take part in this wonderful experience that can help boost your career in a place you might not have thought. Absolutely. It's a safe place to be. Have you met uh, Jessica, formerly Rebecca, right here? I have not had the honor. <laughs> you haven't. Bringing people together. But, yeah, I, and I have to ask you, Jessica, it makes you feel good to know that these communities are connecting together right now. I love it. No, we're cool. We're cool. All right, we're going to break away. My friend and yours, Chris Starkis, is going to be coming up next from Bosti Frost. We're going to show you this cool piece of kitchen equipment. But before we break away, got to send it back to Chef Blake. Where are we at with this? Up our little uh, our breast meat and our thigh meat, and we can set that apart. We're going to line up all of our carcasses and our bones that these guys fabulously took apart. And we're going to save those for some stock. Uh, yeah. We finish up our veg prep Fantastic. and then we can start making some plates. We've got new friends over here. All right, Quincy, thank you so much. I really appreciate your thank time. You. Um, so, from Studio Kitchen Colorado, we'll be back. Chef Chris Stark is he's next right here. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey, you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you could actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. go home. I strip down to my skivvies. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. Steve Gould from Golden Moon Distillery and Golden Moon Speakeasy. When I get my cocktails to go from Golden Moon Speakeasy, I go home, I kick back, and I watch The Modern Eater. <laughs> skivvies. Hey, I'm a Marine. It's skivvies, man. 
Welcome back to Studio Kitchen Colorado. This is going to be a great partnership. Outfront Magazine, you've seen this. This is a staple of Denver. You guys, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us back here at Studio Kitchen Colorado as we get going into a new year. It is a Monday. This is the first show of the year. We're excited, and we, we're, we're really ready to go. And I miss you so much. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's back. been a while. Hold that up so we can hear you loud. I said, I miss you guys, too. Thanks for having me back. I don't recognize him. You probably don't either because <laughs> he had a huge beard the last time. Yeah, the mask has definitely inhibited the huge beard. He so looked great, man. Up Thank you. Good for you. Thank Families you. well? We're great. Thank this you. This is Chef Chris Starkis here with us with Boss Frost. I need you, young man over here. Sure. Chef Blake Stein. Okay, relationships are everything. And as we tell you, going into the new year, these relationships are cool. Showing people cool products, cool new relationships. Talk about what we're seeing right here with the relationship, and we will uh, dig into this, Chris, because this sure. is cool. This Boss Frost has been like a fantastic tool, and we're so grateful to have met you guys about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I, and that's when we partnered up with, with uh, CQS and Boss Frost. Chris came in and did a fantastic demonstration about, uh, about water conservation and what it means to like, like take part in, in, in changing the way that we utilize all of our, uh, our, our, our waste, you know, how to eliminate that as best as possible. It's going to blow your mind, saving the world one gallon at a time, one, one at ounce, time. ounce of water at a time. Yep. But truly, how does this add up? Talk about Boston Frost. So definitely Boston Frost is an NSF certified um, USDA appliance that basically mimics the USDA's water running method. And that's, a, or one, or, sorry, water running method. And that's, a, one, I'm happy that we're here with Blake and Marcus because, it, yes, it's true. They were one of the first ones to partner up with us. Because we're talking about New Year's Eve, New Year's and, tr and basically pivoting habits and, and uh, you know, things like that and changing them. And so by in putting Boston Frost in kitchens and really focusing on water conservation, we're pivoting an industry standard that as chefs we are trained to do. You know, there's only a couple ways to thaw food, and it's thaw in your walk-in, you know, or slacking it out, which takes days at a time. Mm -hmm. Or you're doing the running water method, which is exactly what a lot of people use. And you can use Boston Frost and use less, 98.5% uh, less water. And so by, it does that by basically recirculating the water at about 1,000 liters an hour. Um, we have a temperature gauge up here because you want to maintain your water to be below 70 degrees uh, to keep it out of temperature danger zone. And like we show here, it's basically in a sealed uh, bag, which a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that we get in the restaurants is obviously sealed. Um, and if not, we have cryovax or you can use a Ziploc bag. Um, and so we'll use only about, what is this, about two, three gallons of water for about uh, three to four pounds of chicken thighs. And we'll, we'll, that's about it. You know, it'll take about an hour to thaw. It's amazing. One of these things where you go, ah, how did I not think of that? <laughs> and it's just such a no-brainer. But look, freed up a sink. 100%, right yes. <laughs> Portable. You don't have to use your sink. And you know what? It, it's the same thing you were talking about last week. You know, Jared Polis, he actually just raised... Uh, the phase to from two to three from the climate mitigation here in Colorado about the drought in this year, you know, so not only can the restaurant industry and, um, you know, groceries and, and hospitals and things like that do their part, not only here in Colorado, mm -hmm. but we're in 26 states now. So we're really starting to spread out. 
And you know, the reality is Basta Frost is $300 for a reason. We want more people to use it. It's not about selling one to $1,000 and one person using it, that's great. It's about the water conservation mission, not only here in Colorado, but you know, everywhere in the United States for sure. But right now, slim margins. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Yep. And this thing pays for itself, literally. We talk about Jeff Rourke. If yep. you're pouring foam out, yep. your, your foam is money. Yep. Water is money water as is well. Money. You've done the math. Tell yep. people what kind of money you can save by utilizing so a boss. Basically, frost. you can save a lot of money in the respect that we had a third party uh, called Fishnick uh, that does all the energy savings for like dishwashers, things like that. And they determined if you thaw for five hours a day, you will pay off Boston Frost in 30 days. And that was based on the cost of water in uh, California. And so your ROI is 30 days. And, you know, it's one of those things that a lot of chefs don't want to talk about thawing food because there's a customer perception that your food is not fresh then, or maybe you're using something that's straight from the freezer only. And the reality is just like they're doing with the, today, they're breaking down whole chickens. And then they're going to freeze some of the parts if they don't need the breasts or whatnot at that point in time. And that's starting out as a great product. And then you thaw it. And especially the volatility that's going on in the markets right now. You know, you have up and down customers like you were just talking about with Chris mm -hmm. earlier. 25%. Now we're closed. Now we're 50%. You're going to take all that product and put it in the freezer because you're not going to lose it. You're going to do your best to anticipate what your needs are. And Boston Frost can go along with you and do that. But thawing should be consistent as well, right? I mean, there are very safe ways to be able to thaw. And yes. this is probably one of the safest ways that Correct. I can tell you. Correct. Absolutely. The inconsistency of the sink. And then you need to utilize that water and then the slow drip and, and what's been in that sink before. Yep. This is self-contained. Yep. Um, Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus right here. Yeah, I mean, you can use it in a 22-core, you know, a 600-hotel pan. You can use it in your sink, but a lot of, re a lot of restaurants and, and uh, places or kitchens are smaller, and they don't have the ability to keep thawing food for eight, nine hours in their sink. And so this is, gives you the ability to not only save water, save space, save time, save money. Does it, acceler it accelerate the process? It accelerates the process by about 15%. That's yes. a lot. Yes, it is. And so it's because that agitation of the pump that's 1,000 liters an hour mm -hmm. is basically what gives that to you. Um, and starting out, we recommend starting out with a 70, 65 degree water. You know, you want to keep it below 70. So as soon as you put that ice cube in there, you start out with 70, you'll lower it, right? And so just like you said, it's Colorado. That cold water, when you turn it on, you walk away, it's probably 40 degrees. That's not doing you any favors. You're literally paying for money to go down the drain. And so you're better off starting and having a control of, here's my temp. You grab your temp gauge, temperature of the water. You put it in there, you set it, and you forget it. And that's the good part about it is you're not worried about water running. You get put on the line. You have a cook call in. Something like that happens. It's okay. It'll be all right. The temperature will be regulated. You'll be totally fine, and you'll be able to work efficiently. I love it. I'm going to lob one up for you. <laughs> Who's your customer, Chris? Who's our customer is restaurants, hospitals, uh, service cares, and, of course, uh, grocery stores. Uh, we're lucky to have a lot of those partners coming up. Just like, you know, it's really about changing the next generation, too, and teaching in this new method of sustainability into our next generation of culinarians is really the way that we can change the industry and change our water table for uh, generations to come. You know, you asked about my family, I got two young kids. I want water for them years and years down the road as well. Imagine that. Yeah, right? Yeah, conservation and water, and, and listen, um, drought is real. 
Colorado, yes. drought is very real. Yes. As much as we love our delicious Rocky Mountain water, we have to conserve it and do our part. This is the future. This is moving forward yep. in the kitchen. This needs to be in every kitchen. And I'll, I'll stop, but uh, I'll, I'll go a step further. Sure. I believe the home chef should have one of Absolutely. these. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in your kitchen. Absolutely. There's a couple home chefs that we've sold to here in Denver. You know, we recommend it for hunters. You know, hunters honestly have a lot of proteins, whether it's fish, deer, you know, uh, elk. That's a lot of meat. And I know that they, and I don't know if you hunt, but mm. once you pay for tags and stuff like that, the ROI on that meat is, is really high, right? And so we've done our part too to help and basically really start looking at the water districts. And so we actually, this in November, we worked with Fort Collins and the city of Fort Collins has put out a 100% rebate for anybody in Fort Collins when it comes to commercial businesses, mm -hmm. $10 for every thousand gallons saved and they'll pay for your whole unit. So if you're a restaurant in Fort Collins, you know, we're, it's through um, the Fort Collins Water. You can look at our website, bossdefrost.com, and you'll find some information there. You can reach out to me as well. Um, and we just want people to take advantage of it, you know. And so, like you said, we're in a drought. We're working with other water districts in the, in the water-stricken areas, you know, Las Vegas and Utah, to provide those rebates because really that's what it's about. It's about saving the water and conserving it and making sure that we have it for generations to come small upfront investment, but um, great people like you behind this product. Yep. And um, I can tell you what, these should be in every single kitchen far and wide, yes. internationally, just yes. all over the world. Yes. And, and I believe it will be um, education. That's what we need to do is just the education of this. Speaking of education, a good collaborative effort that we're putting together here. Yep. I know you're an educator as well. Yes. But all, you know, uh, the high tides raise all ships. We just want people <laughs> into this industry, yes. into culinary. Yes. You've been doing it for a while, but just talk about that educational piece, if you would. The one I'm working on right now? Absolutely. Or? Okay. I'm working at uh, Warren Tech as the uh, culinary instructor, and we're basically instructing juniors and seniors in high school, not only for the industry, but as a life skill, just like Blake was talking about earlier. When you're able to purchase a whole chicken, know how to break it down and make, I don't know, 10, 11 different things out of it, not only is that good for you personally, as far as your nutrition, you can buy a better product, but also understanding that you're cooking for yourself and others and that you know how to cook in your house. And it's important because that's financial uh, security as well. And so I think it's a big passion of mine, not only to have people understand where their food comes from, but also to know that they can create great pieces. I think just like you said at the beginning, whether it takes 10 minutes, three hours, five hours overnight, if you know how to cook, that's a huge life skill that will bring so much community around you. You know, we talk about barbecues and hanging out around food. So much of cultural happenings happens around food, which is why I know we're, we're talking about wanting to open restaurants back up and have that piece back up. There's so many gatherings. And so um, we're doing that through, uh, of course, Emily Griffith and, uh, and of course, uh, Warren Tech Central out there in Jeffco. Absolutely. As long as we can get you back into the kitchen, that's really all that matters. And we <laughs> want you to have that passion because this isn't a transient job. This is a career. Yep. And the culinary arts is really just that. It's an art form. And we welcome you to join us in our, in our journey with Emily Griffith and Culinary Quick Start. Uh, yours as well. We love to follow what you do. But sure. again, I'm sure Jay has it at the bottom of the screen. And it probably says <laughs> bossdefrost.com. <laughs> yes. But please tell people how they can find this great product. Absolutely. So uh, bossdefrost.com. You're going to see it there. You can order directly from our website. Of course, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Boss Defrost. That's B-O-S-S-D-E-F-R-O-S-T. Um, and reach out to us, too. We're looking for, always looking for great partners um, and other people to work with. Uh, the more the merrier. It's never been a truer statement.
All right, do the play-by-play. What do you see right here going on in the kitchen, chef? <laughs> Squeeze on? No. Uh, looks like a uh, little chopped ginger and chopped uh, garlic, That's peppers. Right. You're making stir-fry, huh? That's right. We're going to stir-fry today. Okay. Hope you guys are hungry. I am definitely hungry, chef. Oh, look at this. All this great, delicious food. What chef you- Blake, what do you think, my friend? Are you excited? I'm pumped. All right, we're going to get going. <laughs> the next course starts this Monday. It's January 11th. And uh, we want you to join us, too. Go to themoderneater.com, right at the top of the page in our navigation bar. We want it very simple for you. As we develop this relationship with Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start, all the videos, like today's show, if you missed today's show, you'll be able to see it in the drop-down. Our interviews with these guys, uh, Chef Blake and Chef Marcus, will be joining us every week during the Modern Eater show to show you their talents and to give you a little teaser of what you can expect if you join us for this great program that'll be right here, um, streamed privately to you if you sign up uh, Monday through Thursday. So we look forward to you joining us. These are uh, 15 classes and then you're ready to go. Uh, the Surf Safe program, you yep. need that to get in the kitchen? Surf Safe certification, food handlers. One thing that people don't understand is that Colorado doesn't actually make you have a food handler card. So you're already a step above when you come out of culinary school with your food handler certification. Chefs like myself and Blake and Marcus want to understand that you know how to handle food properly. I mean, we're in the age of this pandemic right now. Washing hands is paramount. You know, there's certain things that we want to make sure that you do when you come out of school and you're ready to go. And if on a base level, you know that, I would guess that, and I know this for myself, and I know my chef colleagues here, nine out of 10 chefs would love to train you the rest of the way. If you have grit, you have the positive attitude and you show up every single day, you will get to the top, guaranteed. Dave Box, let's put a, let's put a ribbon on today's show. Chris Starkis, Thank there's you. a Thanks reason why me. I'm in love with you, man. <laughs> you're a classy guy, you're a family man, you're yeah. a, a guy that really cares about our communities, and not only that, you're showing it with the products that you represent you. and that you make. Thank you for having me. You climb, you climb the mountaintop, my friend. <laughs> okay, from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, let me grab this from you. We'll send it on over to you, Dave. Let's, uh, let's just wrap man. this thing up. <laughs> We're getting ready to get into, and I know you get emotional when we talk about yeah, this. Yeah, and really getting man. people to work in culinary means a lot to you. It means everything. If you're out there and you want to work and, and practice your passion of cooking and make money at it, call us. Call Greg. Get in here. Get in touch with yourself and make it happen for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. We're going to help you through it. We're going to guide you through it. You're going to be doing this kind of stuff for 15 days. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Join, and it doesn't cost you a penny. Not one cent. Join our community. You're actually, we need to give thanks to you because you're the guy who goes out there to find the money so that you're able to bring it. And I know you're, you don't want to take a bow or anything else, but Dave, you need to be thanked because you've been keeping this together for many, many years. And we're going to make this program some of the best of the best around education in 2021. Education. It's just one of many people that do that. Emily Griffith is is the key. They are a school that's phenomenal. They believe in diversity. They believe in helping somebody that needs a little help. We want to help you, too. And we're there for you. Come on in. Dave Box. Come on Box in. and Associates Marketing and have to just go down the line and thank from Out Front Magazine, Quincy Royson for joining us here, the Senior Marketing Executive um, to Community, man. I'm telling you, LGBTQ. I get that right nine out of ten times, but just like your name, <laughs> Rebecca. Um, 
Jessica. I know, I'm formally Rebecca. And uh, appreciate you being here as well. Students, that means the world. We've got Chef Marcus, Chef Blake, Chef Chris Starkis. Have to thank you as well. And I know your name too. Aaron Grubbs here with us as well. Uh, Jay Parker and Chris Fusile from Blake Street Tavern showing up today. We had a big show. If you missed any of it, you can come back and uh, watch it on the Modern Eater Facebook page. But check out themoderneater.com. Hope you have some interest in this program. It's going to be a great time. And uh, more than that, connecting the community and educating you and, and making you better in 2021 means the world to us. It does. Uh, so for the casting crew here at The Modern Eater, we're going to sign off now. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. And uh, just look forward to it. I've got that excitement. Um, get back. Support restaurants. Safer at restaurants. 25% capacity. You can dine in, be respectful, wear your mask, and stay safe. We'll catch you next time on The Modern Eater Show.